0: Hello, friends, brothers and sisters in Christ. May the grace of God be and abide with you always. Today, as we go on this journey of Monday, Thursday into Good Friday and proclaimed victory on Easter Sunday, we follow the themes that have been passed down for the last two millennia in the church, the themes of God's forgiveness and mercy given to us. God's gifts of grace given to us on Monday, Thursday. Through the washing of the feet, which Mrs. Sheets just read for us. To the gift of Holy Communion, the Lord's Supper, which we will mention in just a moment. To God's prayers for his people. And then his arrest. His eventual crucifixion on Good Friday. But the ultimate sacrifice that he gave on Good Friday is proclaimed as victory on Easter Sunday. So in this time of Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, through Black Saturday to Easter Sunday, is a time in the church called the Triduum, three days that we come together and we remember the passion of Christ. And today, we are not together. We're doing this remotely. It's a whole brand new world for all of us, but it's wonderful to be in your homes and to be able to share the good news, the gospel news, the grace of our Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, our Triune God. Well, today in chapel, we would normally have been doing a baptism chapel, and then at our Monday, Thursday evening service, We'd be having a time of testimony night for those who were going through affirmation of faith or confirmation of faith. We don't have either one of those. But we do have the two gospel readings that Mrs. Sheets read about washing us, and that's an outward washing of us of serving one another, but it reminds us of the inward washing, the cleansing that God provides to us through baptism. And the Holy Communion, Lord's Supper, that we normally celebrate is still efficacious, a big word that means powerful, because God's grace is still with us through his word and through his sacraments of baptism and Lord's Supper. Now, as I mentioned before, we would have been having baptisms for our people And when we gather back together, when this quarantine, this stay in place, shelter in place is lifted, we'll be able to gather back together and be able to have a baptism chapel, be able to have some baptisms during worship, be able to celebrate God's cleansing of us. And also when we come back together, our testimony night, we will make sure that we schedule that. For those students who are proclaiming their faith their faith of con- confirmation confirming their faith and affirming their faith I just want to take a moment to all the eighth grade students that are out there and just read through the na- list of names of people who have been on this journey this past year from eighth grade there's Lucas and Wesley and Tia and Jacob and Paul And Dylan, Devin and Ashley, Abby and Maddie, Dylan, Monique, Cassie and Riley, Hudson and Matthew, Brian and Caitlin, Nathan and Seth, Layla and Allison, Ben, Emily, Nick, Brendan, Isaiah, Jack, and Jacob. Now I know that not all of them are planning to have confirmation or be confirmed and not all of them are planning to do a testimony night, but they're all part of the journey to the cross and to the empty tomb with all of us. Just as all of us are gathering together on Monday, Thursday and saying, this is our testimony. We believe in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the grace and forgiveness That he gives to us. For those of you who are looking for something to do, you might want to dig out your Luther's small catechism and to be able to go through and walk through the Luther's catechism and the explanation and have time for devotions for that. And speaking of Monday, Thursday, and gathering together, I have a reading as well for tonight and for today. It's taken from Matthew chapter 26, verses 28. Matthew 26, verse 26 and following. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body. Then he took a cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on, until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Jesus took a cup. Jesus took a cup full of red wine and gave it to his disciples. There are many things that we do with cups. Maybe you've got a favorite cup. Maybe you're drinking from a favorite cup right now. Maybe there's one that you like to make hot cocoa or hot coffee in the morning. Maybe there's one that you like to use when you're drinking milk or a nice cold beverage there's all kinds of things that we like to do with cups some people hold pens or pencils or maybe paper clips or safety clips but the ultimate purpose of a cup is to be used to be able to drink something or eat something out of a cup and that's what God gives to us that refreshment that filling that food that he gives to us His grace, His forgiveness, His love, and His mercy. Well, I want you to think about the cup that you enjoy the most. And I brought a couple cups with me today. And they are in no particular order, but I wanted to share them with you. Here's the first one. This one says, all I need is a little bit of coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. That's the first one that I have. Here's another one. Oh, I love this one. You're about to get hugged. This was given to me by a Salem student, and I love it. A Salem alumni, I should say. Here's another one. It says California. And it has all kinds of different pictures of California. And when I'm drinking out of this, I can go to hollywood i can go to the beach i can go up to the mountains i can go to yosemite i can go to the golden gate bridge i have all kinds of wonderful pictures of california that take me places that i can think of oh speaking of that we also have one of my favorite places to go and i love this cup it's big bear lake up in california that's a cup that I love to have because our family has a very vintage rustic cabin that has been in our family for generations. generation. Let's see what else. Well, this place might be closed, but I love going to Disneyland with Mickey. And I know that you can see Disneyland, you can see Mickey, and one day soon and very soon, Disneyland will be open, we'll be able to go again let's see, what else? I also like going to a place where the Ducks play. The Ducks, or any hockey team, love watching that. And I can't wait for sports to start again, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, or hockey. And I'll be able to have a cup to celebrate that. Right now, we also have a time where we are celebrating Holy Week. And he has risen indeed is something that we will be saying on Easter Sunday well we also have times of service and I've got another cup here this is from charity on wheels and we have many people who help serve charity on wheels got a few more cups here but this one is for all of our incredible wonderful teachers all of our staff and faculty, all of those who are continuing to help educate us and provide academics, and also all the substitute teachers at home, moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas, aunts and uncles and older siblings who are helping us to learn and grow in our education. This says, if you can't teach with the big dog, stay out of the classroom. Well, during this corona wave, it seems like all of us are in the classroom and we thank God for our amazing teachers who do and staff who do so many wonderful things for us well there's also a couple other cups and at our traditional service we use a cup like this that holds the host the bread of Christ and every time we take communion we use this cup to hold the, the cup of to hold the body of christ in the wafers and then we also have a cup that is used periodically maybe for retreats or whenever we use what's called the common cup and it would be a cup similar to the one that christ would have used this has some coloring on it but it's a clay type of cup and a cup that jesus might have used might have been like this or it might have been made out of olive wood or some other type of natural substance that Christ would have used. And on the day that Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper, it was a time during the Passover. And I mentioned that earlier, that the Passover is when the angel of death passed over the doorposts and the houses of the Israelites in Egypt. And after that in the Old Testament, Passover was celebrated every year. Maybe one of the things that you can do as a family is look online and see how Passover meals, or as they're called, Seder meals, are made. And you can learn about the background of the Seder meal, how it uses lamb shanks and how it uses eggs and bitter roots to remind the people of Israel what God had done for them. And every Sunday that we gather for the Lord's Supper, Holy Communion, we're reminded as we hear God's word of his grace, and we receive the bread and the wine, the body and blood of Christ given to us to remind us of his forgiveness in our lives. And it's because of that we're able to do good works for those around us. But before we get there, I was thinking about Bible reading that I just mentioned. Jesus took a cup, Matthew tells us. And I know that in Matthew it says Jesus took a cup, but there's actually some significance in which cup he took. You see, in, in Matthew 26, which I read, it says he took a cup. And in Mark 14, it says a cup was used. And also in Luke 22, it says after supper. John doesn't say anything about a cup because John is focused on washing the disciples' feet, and he's also focused on praying for his disciples. And so John goes on a different tack. But in Luke, we hear about after supper, he took the cup. And also in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 27, the words we normally use whenever whenever we gather for worship, for communion, the word after supper is used when Jesus takes a cup. Now, what's the background behind that? Why was a cup after supper mentioned? Well, in the Passover meal, there were actually four different cups that were used. The first cup was one called the Kaddush, and the Kaddush is one of sanctification, of gearing up, getting ourselves right, getting prepared to be able to come into the presence of God or to have God's presence come to us. It's that preparation of making sure that I am outwardly clean and inwardly ready to be able to receive God's direction, God's words. God's commands and God's presence. That's the first cup, the cup of preparation, the cup of sanctification, the cup of Kiddush. The second cup was actually called the cup of plagues. And it reminded the children of Israel of the 10 plagues that Jesus sent to Pharaoh to help the children of Israel escape from Egypt. And in the Old Testament, There is a lot of cups of plagues, or wrath, or judgment, or discipline that are used in order to help people get right with God. But that's quickly followed by the third cup. And the third cup is the one that comes after supper. And it's called the cup of redemption, the cup of blessing. In the Old Testament, it was referred to as the cup of salvation, God's salvation given to us. And so when Jesus takes the cup after supper, the third cup, he is referring to the cup of redemption, the cup of salvation, the cup of blessing that God gives to us through the shedding of Jesus' blood. And so it's a reminder. That when Jesus says, this is my blood of the new covenant, he is telling us this is his salvation, his blessing, his act of redemption that fills us with his life, with his forgiveness, his love, and his grace. The third cup after supper is what we use to memorialize to represent, to actually be a part of holy communion, God's grace given to us through the body and blood of Jesus. Now, I haven't forgotten about the fourth cup. The fourth cup is called the cup of halal, or the cup of praise. And it's where we praise God for giving us his gift of grace. And so, as we think about... Our cups and our favorite cups that we use throughout the day, we can be reminded that every time we drink out of the cup of praise, we can thank God and say, thank you, God, for giving us life and giving us health and giving us your gifts of creation all around us. But it's also a cup that reminds us that we can help others. As Mrs. Sheets read for us out of the John passage, we can wash other people's feet. Maybe not in the way that you might be thinking, but actually acts of service, acts of kindness, helping others in our home and in our neighborhood around us. That we can wash each other's feet feet, and serve them with acts of God's love. Well, brothers and sisters, this is a time where we are kind of isolated. But some of the things that we can do and some of the things that we can help out with is just to wash other feet by acts of kindness that we do. I love it when people give us pictures, of pictures that they have drawn. Or maybe if they drop off flowers to friends. And I know that's happened a number of times where people are drawing pictures, dropping off flowers and it's greatly appreciated. Or maybe there is someone in your neighborhood that you can go gro- grocery shopping for. Or maybe in your own home, as you're going through this difficult time of school, work, and being contained in the family, you can be nice to one another. Think of washing your feet. So that, so that, when we think about god's love given for us we are filled with god's love and redemption and salvation and blessing and we can be a blessing to those around us by washing their feet through acts of service and of kindness and of god's graciousness so brothers and sisters may the lord be and abide with you always And until we're able to gather again to be able to actually receive the body and blood of Christ, may God be with you always and forever. In his name, amen.